you know, you look at this latest census report and people are pouring into Texas. They're certainly pouring into our area and we're beginning to get some sense of what normal is going to look like, I guess, on the other side of all this. Meanwhile, it's time for the cranes to start popping up again. Uh, probably half the cranes at any given time in this area have always belonged to KDC, the big real estate development company. The chairman and CEO is Steve Van Amberg, and he built West Legacy and City Lights and all sorts of places. And he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's a it's a great day for KDC and great day for Dallas. So is, is, is the dirt flying again? Uh, yeah, I would tell you that uh, uh, the last 12 to 14 months, uh, they've been, uh, you know, difficult from the standpoint that uh, we're generally not patient people and we've had to be patient. Um, most of the large companies that we deal with have all uh, uh, sort of, hit the pause button as it relates to occupying space, um, you know, probably not committing to large uh, projects until they can really feel comfortable with, uh, you know, how their workplace is going to look in the future. But I will tell you that uh, just over the last, uh, I'd say, 60 to 90 days, uh, there has been probably with the uh, – uh, you know, with the, the fact that the vaccine has been distributed and is continuing to be distributed, you know, across the city and the Metroplex, that uh, there's a lot more certainty and that where we used to have maybe one or two conference calls a week with various clients, uh, I would tell you that that's gone uh, pretty much where it's eight to 10 conference calls per week. So are these are these are new clients that are talking about, because that's what I've heard is that there are yes. lots of lunches taking place and there's there seems to be more relocation activity right now than, than there has been in a good long while. Yeah, and I would say um, there's two uh, sort of avenues. One would be relocating from other parts of the country into the North Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth market. Uh, and it's broad. It's across the entire Metroplex. There's a lot of great sites and locations. Uh, but then the other is companies that are currently possibly in the Northeast or on the West Coast, and they look at the cost of uh, expanding in those areas versus the cost of expanding in North Texas and DFW. And we seem to have... Uh, a leg up. And a lot of it is because uh, the central time zone, it's a good place to consolidate. Uh, the DFW airport is the most valuable player in our whole sort of, you know, arsenal of positives. And then the last thing I would say is uh, the cost of an employee uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth versus the cost of that same employee in the uh, say Northeast versus the West coast. Uh, it's significantly different, and uh, a lot of that is no state income tax here, and state right. income taxes pretty much uh, prevalent throughout the West Coast and in the New York area. Where are we in in, in commercial real estate in capacity? Because I mean, I've heard a lot of stories about, and I think you you, you built West Legacy that there are a lot of sublets that are available out there. Maybe they're not going to use all of the space, and everybody's trying to figure out you know, what the new normal is and what kind of capacity you need if you're going to have a headquarters and office space. How many people are going to come in every day? Yeah, I would say 
the first reaction when you head into the pandemic a year ago is uh, if we built uh, 100,000 square feet, we only think we're going to occupy 50. So we have 50 left. I would say the prevailing attitude today is uh, we know that we need 50. We can see clearly that we're going to occupy 75. So do we really sublease the other 25,000 or do we keep it for potential future expansion where we can be flexible and nimble? And we are seeing uh, a reluctance to allow uh, sublease space sort of define the future growth of a company. So, um, you know, I think it'll just, you know, over a period of time, you'll see the space utilized. Uh, I will tell you that, uh, because of social distancing uh, and, you know, everybody being vaccinated that you're, you're going to see, in my opinion, uh, you know, buildings that are a little smaller, but then at the same time, they're going to adhere to social distancing, well building criteria where uh, air and uh, water and all kinds of safety features will be added into the building. So, you know, I, I feel really comfortable that, uh, you know, if you look at the United States or even globally, Dallas-Fort Worth is going to be the beneficiary of a lot of new space, and we're prepared for it. Are you having to adjust uh, as you go forward uh, in construction materials? Because we've seen tremendous inflation. We had CEO uh, D.R. Horton the other day, and he was talking about new historic highs and in lumber prices uh a couple of times a week, and we saw copper hit, what, a nine-year high the other day. And all these are ingredients that drive up the cost of building a new building. Well, I would agree with you 100%. I would also tell you that uh, on a residential, whether it be single-family or multifamily, uh, lumber is a integral part, and it really does drive up the cost. Uh, in our instance, uh, copper, uh, you know, subcontracting, uh, of all types, you know, just the profit levels have gone up because of supply and demand. And I would also say that concrete uh, has gone up significantly, mainly because uh, uh, there's a lack of, you know, quality, what I would call high power, uh, great subcontractors, but also the price of cement has gone up uh, for a lot of reasons. But a lot of it is because the largest producer down in Midlothian, uh, lost an electric motor that essentially has rendered that plant uh, unable to produce at the levels that it should. And so it's, an, again, another supply and demand issue. And the supply chain, I guess, that the, the yeah. infamous supply chain that we're hearing more and more about. Well, tell me, talk about multifamily, because we see these daily numbers that housing starts and, you know, single family homes are hot. What about multifamily right now? I, I, it sounds to me like you guys are finally ready to go on this, this complex that's there at uh, at Lemon and McKinney with the, uh, with the Central Market on the bottom and and a high rise above it. Right, and uh, I would tell you that uh, that project is getting ready to get started. Number one, number two, uh, we've uh, eliminated a good deal of the office space and we've added in a considerably larger amount of very high quality multifamily space. Uh, the rents justify it, the market activity. There's just a lot of in migration into the uptown area. 
And, you know, if you think about our project, uh, McKinney and Lemon is a A plus site and uh, having uh, central market on the, you know, on the ground floor, along with the multifamily up top, uh, it's a place that I'd love to live personally, just because of all the amenities and the access to a lot of great, you know, amenities and restaurants in the area. The, uh, the, the retail element is interesting, and that's, that's really specialized. But what about other retail? You, retail was such an important component, I thought, of, of West Legacy and at the headquarters, ostensibly for, for State Farm. But the fact is, it was you know, sort of a work-live-play environment. We've got, you did site preparation up at, at Midtown at LBJ and Preston, and, of course, that all hit right when the pandemic. What, what's, the, what's, the, what's the fate of retail going forward? As a, compo- uh, as a component. Know, yeah, um, I think uh, grocery anchored centers, those are going to remain, you know, very strong. I would also tell you that uh, every large corporate uh, user tenant uh, that needs a uh, uh, an office facility to accommodate 500 to 1,000 people uh, they are going to uh, mandate as part of their decision that they create, you know, a walkable environment uh, as it relates to multifamily, residential, and retail. So uh, we're not really seeing any uh, holdbacks uh, because if you're able to build a building that's just say three to five hundred thousand square feet, uh, it's not a problem whatsoever to accommodate their amenity needs with say 20 to 30,000 square feet of restaurants and amenities. Sure. Uh, so, uh, you know, I would say, um, you know, the types of amenities they're looking for are, you know, uh, areas uh, such as restaurants and retail services that uh, are important to their employees as something that, you know, they have, a, you know, a walkable ability to, you know, uh, use on a daily basis. So dry cleaners or nail salons or barbershops, yep. that sort of thing. Yep. yep. So what about, what about Midtown? Is that, uh, is that still on hold? No, um, we are underway on the infrastructure. We have designed um, three office buildings uh, that range from 400 to 600,000 square feet. Uh, we currently have a significant amount of interest from three large corporate tenants. Um, We feel like, you know, we need to have a building predominantly leased before we start it. Um, You know, the the loan requirements and the equity requirements are such that uh, we need to have a tenant. Uh, We're not willing to take the speculation risk, uh, you know, at at this point in time. But if you look at, you know, the fact that LBJ and the access and the infrastructure that's in place there, uh, you know, that site, which is 23 acres, is an incredible site when you look at Dallas-Fort Worth and where we all live and travel and go to. So, uh, you know, all of the uh, brokerage houses are very familiar with it. And I feel like the minute that the pause is lifted, which is, I think this, you know, over over the next 90 days, I think there will be quite a bit of renewed activity. And um, personally, I think that we'll be 
uh, underway on something by the end of the year there. That's my hope. Hey, one last thing. Is anybody ever going to build a hotel again? You know, I I think it's tough uh, to really make the economics work because I would tell you that lenders uh, are going to want a considerably larger percentage of equity. And, um, you know, until you can really understand the business traveler and how much business travel will occur, uh, I think it will be really difficult to get any financing. And that, uh, you know, I'd love to hear from a hotel ownership group as to whether they plan to acquire and probably acquire at a little bit of a discount, or if they would uh, feel like developing new hotels would be something they'd uh, have an interest in. You know, when the pandemic is sort of over with, and, you know, maybe it's never totally over with, but let's just say it's uh, understood and under control, I do believe with all of the in-migration of people in the Dallas-Fort Worth marketplace, you will see a lot of quality uh, hotels developed. I just don't know when they're going to start, so... And we've got a lot that need to fill up probably before they build new ones. I would agree. (laughs) Stephen Amberg is the chairman and CEO of KDC. They build big, big things, beautiful things. Like I say, keep the dirt flying. It's good to have you. Okay, David, thank you so much. It's always good to talk to you. Thanks for more of our conversation with Mr. Van Amberg. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.